Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. So I'm over here, strong right, and then Cam and everybody else is like, no, it's strong left. Or, I'm like, we're doing this. No, we're supposed to do that. You're supposed to check this. You're supposed to check that. And as a rookie, I'm like, yo, like, yeah, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. I, of course, am your host, number 97, Cam Hayward, and with always – I have my producer and longtime friend, Hayden Walsh. Guys, we got a special guest today. You heard from him last week. You'll get to hear from some more from him today, Ryan Shazier. But we got to talk about last night. We had our Monday night game versus Indianapolis Colts. Uh, it was a hard-fought game that we pulled out at the end. But uh, Hayden, what'd you think? Uh, I was nervous. You dominated the first half, and then it kind of got scary there in the second half. But Kenny... Guy had a big drive. Just want to hear what you thought about that. He had to come in after defense gave up a touchdown, went down the score. What'd you think? Mm -hmm. You know, they took the lead, what, 17 16. Um, And so we needed a big drive, uh, some big throws. Uh, Deontay, um, you know, George Pickens. um, You know, I I think a big round of applause for not only the O line, uh, but the running game. You know, you got. You know, Najee really toting the ball, uh, got hurt uh, in the middle of the game. Um, and then guys like Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane had to step up, which they did. Uh, but it was a group effort on offense. I thought uh, everybody really played in cohesion. Um, and on defense, uh, you know, I thought uh, we started off the game great. James Pierre with a pick, uh, got off the field early. Um, we got a block at the end of the first half on the field goal um, and to go into the half 16-3. But then we come out of the half, uh, we give up a big kickoff return uh, that put him on a short field, uh, and Jonathan Taylor really got going. um, And fault to mine, uh, he got through my gap once, and then he got to the touchdown. Uh, But, uh, you know, you got to keep battling. And, uh, you know, then they got down again. And they look they look like they're close to scoring. Um, and what do you know? They fumble the ball, uh, and Chris Wormley is able – our last host, uh, one of our last hosts, Chris Wormley, is able to, you know, in a dogfight with Matt Ryan for the ball, uh, is able to pull it away. Uh, and, you know, that's a big drive right there. But uh, gave up points after that, and then um, – we needed a stop uh, because it's 24-17. They go down. They got a chance to score. Uh, and I know everybody's going to make a big deal about the timeouts. We might even talk about it. But they're driving the ball um, and having a little success. But you know who grew up that that that, that drive? Uh, Alex Highsmith gets his sack, his 10th sack of the season, um, a big tackle for loss. Uh, and, you know, that's how we, we sealed the game. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to talk about the timeouts. That's been the big talk. You had to think they were going to call a timeout at least before the third or fourth down play, or the third down play, right? Well, I was a little bit tired. I was hoping he was going to call a timeout. But, uh, you know, if he's not going to call the timeout, uh, you know, you got to stay ready. Uh, their guys were a little bit tired as well. Um, but, you know, he, he felt comfortable. Um, and, you know, if in hindsight, uh you, you say you should have used your timeouts, but what if you score quick and leave too much time on the clock? Um, you know, it, it's all about positioning and stuff. And, you know, that, as a rookie head coach, that's what you're going to have to do. Yeah, no, I definitely think uh, Matt Ryan wanted a timeout because I think he had a long run on that play, and then he kind of got up and never called it. I think even Troy Aikman was like, when are they going to use it? But definitely a huge, huge um, stop there at the end. Um, and – yeah, man. I well, don't know. one I, thing I'll bring up too, uh, if you look at it, um, the ref kind of they were talking about something, so it kind of stopped the clock in itself. Um, they were trying to make sure everything was. Um, I think they were trying to reset the clock or something, so they kind of gave them some extra time without using a timeout. Uh, but you know, you would think you'd want to use a timeout in that situation. Yeah, how cool is it to watch Kenny kind of grow up though? I saw Pro Football Focus rated him the highest grade or highest graded quarterback this week. I thought he played pretty good yesterday. 
Yeah, I thought he played good. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's ever going to think it's a complete uh, performance yet. Um, there's still things we can improve on, uh, things that, you know, there's the game within the game that we can improve on. Uh, whether you look at uh, finishing a couple of balls, making sure uh, George Pickens gets that touchdown in the corner, or um, one thing we talk about is field goal fringe. Uh, I think we were like at the 27 or 29, uh, and, he, and we got a sack that kind of mm-hmm. pushed us out. And that's one of those places you can't take a sack because then it just it screws up your field goal range. Um, and so those are the little things he's going to continue to keep learning. But I thought he had a really good game, was poised in the pocket, uh, made good decisions. Uh, and one thing you love from our offense is when we don't turn over the ball. Uh, when you don't turn over the ball, you give your team a chance. And that's what they've done the last couple of weeks. All right. And you're coming home this week. You excited to play the Falcons? Coming home this week. It's been a minute. Um, you know, every four years, uh, we get a chance to play Atlanta. Last time they came up here, uh, that's with Matt Ryan and Alex Mack. Now they got a, a new quarterback in Mariota. You never know, they might go to Ritter. But, uh, you know, I think uh, it's always fun to go back home. You want to you, you wanna put on a show. Uh, you want to have some fun. Uh, I got to buy a lot of tickets this week, I think. Yeah, yeah, I haven't put in my request yet, but I I will just text it to you later. I think, bro, you better get on it because it's starting to it's starting to add up. Oh, is it really? I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. it was that big. Jeez, all right. Well, we'll talk after the show. I guess I'll let you know how yeah. many I need. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. Do you like coming home to play? Uh, I like coming home for games. Uh, you know, um, see old stomping grounds. Uh, it's not only that's where I grew up. Um, my dad got to play there. So, you know, that's, that's another, you know, layer on top that I look forward to. So I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, I always get a warm welcome there. Uh, last time we played there, uh, Steven Jackson was the running back. Uh, and Steven Jackson was running back, and we had to gang tackle that dude. That dude was a monster. But um, another guy we had to look forward to last time we played was um, – Devin Hester. And oh, I remember wow. our special coach, special teams coach saying to us, he was like, I don't care where you kick the ball, just don't kick it to him. Uh, <laughs> you know, when, when a guy like that on special teams is that feared throughout the entire league, he's something special. Uh, that was a fun game to be a part of. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to going down to Georgia and trying to get another win and stack them. I cannot tell you how happy I was on Saturday. Oh, that was, that was, it was nerve wracking in the first half. Cause I'm not going to lie. The first half I'm like, first quarter, I'm like, whoa. And I hope we learn from this man. Cause that, that game. And one thing you, you cannot let a Michigan team do is plant <laughs> a flag in the middle of your stadium. I'm pretty sure we were off the field at the time, but still. Where the heck is the security saying that's not happening? Like, because I feel like I would have had to get thrown out for something like that. Like, that was sickening to me to see that happen. I, 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 I didn't even watch it, but I saw it on Twitter, and I'm like, really? That's what it got to? Oh, that's not supposed to happen in a rivalry game. Uh, one thing I would say is I don't want to see any Ohio State players fighting after the game when they didn't fight on the field. All right, and and that's just all I'll have to say about that. I I I tell you right now, I fight you. You try to you try to pull in a flag. I'd fight Baker too when he did it too. So yeah, this is twice that's happened where you know Scarlet Gray tradition. We we didn't hold up our end of the deal, but you know there's a level of pride you got to have when you play at Ohio State, and I didn't see that enough on Sunday or Saturday. All right, sports fans, we're brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook the greatest sports betting app of all time. You see, it's not just about daily promos, odd boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself. You bet. You get Caesar rewards with every bet you place on the app. No matter the outcome earned towards exclusive perks at Caesar Rewards. Destinations everywhere, hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app. Become a Caesars Rewards member today and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble. 
gambling problem, call or text 1-800-522-4700. Lions, Tigers, and tailgates. Oh my. The college football season is always a great time of year. Besides the jerseys, the face paint, and foam fingers, there's the food. And nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckridge Smoked Sausage. They are naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices. From buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese, Eckridge Smoked Sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to your tailgate meals. Visit Eckridge.com for easy, one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckridge, you do you. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, guys. Well, here's your chance to listen to uh, the rest of our conversation with Ryan Shazier. It's a good one. Take a look. Ryan, explain your reaction to getting drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, it was it was it was crazy because when I went to to the Steelers on my official visit, but obviously it's not official visit, but your team visit, I was with the team. I was spending a lot of time, and Coach Butts, who's the uh, def- who is the linebacker coach, who ended up being the defensive coordinator, pretty much every year after my south- after after my first year in the NFL at. Pittsburgh in his office, he was like, man, Ryan, you're a phenomenal player. I definitely think you might go in the first round. Um, but one thing I want to tell you is I, I don't understand why you're here right now. I don't think we're gonna, we're not going to draft a linebacker. So I was like, and then I already knew I was probably going in the first round. So I, so I'm, I'm telling, I'm, I'm like, he's like, yo, we're probably not going to draft a, a linebacker in the first round. We, we don't really need any extra linebackers. So in my head, I'm like, why am I even here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, but th- that was on the that was on a team visit. So when I was going through all my other visits, you know, everybody would tell me they like me and that they, they want to get me in. But it was like I would go on certain visits. Like I went on a visit to the Atlanta Falcons, and they were the fourth pick. And I was saying in my head, I, I am a very good player, but I was like, I'm probably not going fourth. You know, so uh, I was so when when it came to the day of the draft. You know, everybody tried to dress up nice, and I ended up dressing nice, but my feet are pretty big, so I had ended up getting size uh, 13 shoes, and I actually wore a 14 and a half, so my feet were hurting. So I took my shoes off at the draft. And then I started pitting my shoes on around, like, the 14th pick. And I was like, all right, all right this is around the time of the draft where I think I'm probably going to get drafted, like 14 or, hot, or later. So I started pitting my shoes on. Then my agent ran up to me. He was like, "Hey Ryan, I just want to let you know, with the next pick, you're getting picked by the Dallas Cowboys." Like they called, no, like they called my agent. It was like, "Hey Ryan, like Ryan, you're getting picked next pick by the Dallas Cowboys." So my dad started texting people from the Dallas, like because the Dallas Cowboys were 16, the Steelers were 15. So my dad started texting people like, "Hey Ryan's about to go to Dallas." It did like uh, my because my uncle was in the stands. He's a huge Dallas fan. He's about he's about to go to Dallas. And then I see my phone ring. And it was a four one two number. And then we have obviously if you play on on the uh, at Ohio State. A uh, majority of the time, there's like one guy that might make it to Ohio State and play for the Pittsburgh, like for for Ohio State from Pittsburgh. Like every year, if you look on their team, they might have like one one or two guys, you know, or like every few years. So I end up uh, seeing that number, and I was like four one two. I'm like that's a Pittsburgh number because I have teammates, and you know, Coach uh, Tomlin picked up. I mean, uh, Mr. Rooney picked up the phone. He was like, Hey, how you doing, Ryan? This is. This is uh, Miss, uh, Art Rooney. Uh, would you like to be a Pittsburgh Steeler? And then I was like, heck yeah. You know, it was, but it was kind of crazy to me because I, from like at that point in the draft, I was like, all right, we're going 14. I know I'm not going to the Steelers at 15. And then my, my agent said I'm going to the uh, Cowboys at 16. So I already thought in my head, like, I'm drafted by the Cowboys. But I'm actually happy that I came to the Steelers because I love Coach Tomlin growing up. You know, I'm going to be honest, as an African-American male, having an African-American coach, that was just, a, to me, that was phenomenal. He, I knew getting drafted there that we're going to win. He's known for winning. So it's like I knew it was gonna, I was going to have a great culture. And then being a linebacker, in the city of Pittsburgh, it's almost like royalty if you're good. You know, so I was like, man, I, you know, all I got to do is do my part. And if you're a defensive player in Pittsburgh, they love you. And I was just like, hey, I'm about to start getting to work. And 
from the moment I got there, Cam made it difficult for me, man. But it was it was great. Difficult. I let's 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 build off that, Ryan. Give us your first impression and what did Cam do to make it difficult for you? The, the, the first impression with Cam is that Cam is such a hard worker that he expects everybody else to work as hard as him. And that is a very good standard to have. You know, so with, for me, it would be sometimes like I would slack off on little things like this and Cam will always try to pull me aside and would just say, hey, Ryan, would you be in the first round, first rounder? Like they, everybody hold you to a higher standard. You know, so like that was one thing. But then as a rookie, I started the first day I got there. And most people don't start the first day they get there. So with me, I started the first day I got there. And imagine you're a quarterback or the defense, and the first day you get there, like it was like, hey, Kenny, first day of practice. We already have all these other guys that's been playing, and you're starting and you're calling the plays. So it was like I, I didn't even know the playbook yet, you know. So basically, I'm, there's I'm, some over here strong right, and then Cam and everybody else is like, no, it's strong left. Or I'm like, we're doing this. No, we're supposed to do that. You're supposed to check this. You're supposed to check that. And as a rookie, I'm like, yo, like, yeah, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, that's what I mean, that they was making it difficult for me. But to me, I, it helped me learn through chaos. And that really helped me out a lot, and I ended up, you know, progressing from it. But, like, Cam wasn't hard on me or anything like that. But it was just – he just made it – he just wanted me to stand up to the standard that he was. And, you know, having Cam, having Troy, having those guys that were veterans around me because I was the youngest guy on the team. And I was the first starting – like, uh, first rookie to start from day one – in like eight or ten years for the Steelers or something crazy at linebacker, so it was it was just kind of a lot happening at once, you know. And but uh, their hard, you know, love really helped me out a lot, though. I'll say this: like, first of all, when you talk about Butts saying that Butts was just all about the smoke screen, everybody knew we won a Ryan. Like every every game on House they had on, I was Mighty and Butts breaking down. You know, you see, you see that, you see that linebacker. You see him. I like, I like him. I like him. If we can get him, we gonna get him. And I'm like, okay. Like I told Hayden before we, we were gonna draft like Shay. Like I knew for sure you were gonna be a Pittsburgh too. That wasn't gonna be. <laughs> yes, that wasn't down my that's mind. Crazy. Um, and you could have just asked me. I would have told you. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I'll say this: like when we uh, when we got Ryan. Um, Mike T would always tell me, "We gotta raise, we gotta raise him. We gotta make sure he's ready. We gotta rate, make sure fifty's ready, because I'm gonna put a lot on his plate." And so from day one, it was like, "All right, I gotta let him know when he's wrong. I gotta make sure Shay understands it because he's got the green dot. And when you have the green dot, all the all the forms of communication are going through the linebacker. Yeah. And so everybody's got to make sure they hear the call from Ryan." So Ryan's got to get the call out. He's got to be able to get lined up. He's got to get ready for the check if they're in a certain system. And so it, we always put that on Ryan. And if Ryan made a mistake, we would get mad at him because he made a mistake. You know, I remember times Ryan would come off the field and he'd be like, I got y'all the call. And then, like, he started explaining and be like, man, we ain't trying to hear all that. You was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we would give Ryan a hard time. Um, I remember one time, it, was it – was it preseason or regular season? We were playing Philly, and, you know, Troy is it just. It was preseason. <laughs> <laughs> and Troy was so mad. You never see Troy mad. And Troy's just going off. And he's like, we got guys from Georgia. We got guys from this place. We got guys from Ohio State. And I'm like, he ain't talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but like. Ryan had to grow up through that chaos and, you know, through it, you got to see Ryan come back on the other side. Um, one thing I loved that, you know, Ryan went to the Pro Bowl before me and he kind of motivated me a little bit more. I remember it was him and Shay that went to the, I mean, him and uh, DeCastro that went to the Pro Bowl the year before and I was the alternate and I didn't get to go. And so Ryan's coming back. He's wearing his sweatshirts, letting me know. And I'm like, damn. This dude's got he's got his Pro Bowl stuff. I'm pissed. So I just remember seeing that and being like, all right, game on. But like we would have those those little things to motivate us um, and always just trying to get better for the thing. Hey, hey Hayden, I, I'm going to be honest. I was so nonchalant, too, because 
I used to just wear my stuff around, and people were like, "Yeah, I no, you're it. not. You're not nonchalant." I wasn't doing it to be cocky, but I was just like wear my Pro Bowl stuff around, and people were like, "Yeah, we know you went to the Pro Bowl." It's like, I, like yeah. I was just wearing it because I liked it. You know, I was just, so, 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 yeah. But it how was, many it, people wear the full Pro Bowl fit to just regular <laughs> practice? So there's we no do. Cam Hayward. There's no all pro Cam Hayward, Pro Bowl Cam Hayward without Ryan Shazier getting to that Pro Bowl first. Not at all. Ryan uh, set the standard. No, you um, said the standard. One, one thing, Cam, I do want to go back on. You said you knew they were going to draft him. And I will say this every year, you do tell me who we're going to take. How do you know that? Because we threw it all. Um, you know, when they start asking questions about certain guys, I'm not going to say it out publicly, but like, you know, when we when we have our eyes set on it, like the worst kept secret, it was probably Najee. Like everybody knew we were taking Najee, but <laughs> yeah, <everybody. laughs> like I, I think that might have been the easiest thing you could have called. But like you know, you start looking and you just saying like, oh, you know, we're, we're this on the list. What do we really need? And then like, how's it stack up with who's available? And then like, you know, a couple of picks before it's like, you know, we're getting Shazier. It. If he falls to us, like, it's going to happen. Interesting. Yeah, well. Next or even in, during that year, I'll bring up this. Um, they had me look at Rasheed Hagman and Stefan Tuitt. They brought them both around. Um, and so I got to talk to them before the draft. And they asked me who I thought was the guy. And I, I thought Tuitt, you just look at his tape. You know, you don't see many guys run like Tuitt. Yeah, uh, Tuitt was, was yeah. special. Um, and so, you know, Mike T was like, I already knew. I just wanted to make sure you, I, you agreed. And like, but like, we knew two, if two, cause two was a first round talent, just got hurt in pro yeah. day and then fell to us. And like, we were like, oh, that dude's a stealer. All right. Well, that's good to know. Next year, let me know who we're taking round one. All right. Nah, um, all right. Uh, what's y'all's favorite memory playing alongside each other? I'm going to let you go favorite first. Memory. I think my favorite memory uh, through the chaos, I think, is just that Bengals game. Uh, man, that that playoff game was wild, and um, you know we're you know we're all hot. We we thought we we were playing pretty good, and then they they took the lead. Andy Dalton touchdown to AJ Green, and man, I remember looking at Shea and being upset and being pissed off and just being like, all right, let's, let's just try to strip the ball. Let's, let's just, you know, it's not over until it's over. And you just see Shay just rip on it as, <laughs> as he's falling to the ground. And, you know, uh, what was the running back's name? Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Hill. Yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy Hill. Hill. LSU. Yep. Yeah. Like to talk a lot of mess and, you know, he, he's been notorious for, you know, stepping on Heinz, um, you know, terrible towels. But, you know, um, watching Ryan strip it, he tried to pick it up and then got knocked out again. I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. And then uh, uh, was it Ross Cockrell picking up the ball? Yeah, yeah uh, Ross Cockrell. You know, you couldn't ask for a, a better, you know, uh, cement of just how great Ryan is because he never gives up and would always give us a chance to the battle. So with me, um, Cam, what was the game that you uh, – was it your pecky tour? Yeah. Yeah, that was the Dallas game. So, so, so to me, obviously we lost this game. But one of my best memories of playing with Cam is that Cam had a torn pec and he played through the game. You know, and to me, it was just like for you to play a whole football game in the position that he plays. Like, think about the position that he plays, and he played the whole, basically the whole game with one arm. Like you, like you played a lot of that game, right? Cam <laughs> basically did yeah, the whole I game. I did it in like the second quarter, and they told me it was a bruise. <laughs> I was like, bruises don't feel like this, bro. Uh, and the worst part about it was the next day, like, I think our trainer was like, yeah, you'll be fine. You know, it's just a bruise. I'm, I'm looking at my arm. It's completely, like, swollen. And then I hear on the radio, and they're like, oh, Cam's done for the year. And I'm like, I haven't even gotten the news. How did they already get the news? <laughs> and then, like, I had to explain the, like, hold on one second. What, love? Go get a snack. Go get a snack. Oh, my gosh. I'll be right back. I'm yeah, sorry. no problem. Right, my kids keep that in, Tucker. I guess, I guess keep that in. Uh, the kids.
the kids coming involved, I guess. Keep that in. No, so what I was saying, Cam, is like basically, um, so with with you playing that whole game, it kind of showed me your your will. You know, like how hard, you, like you like you're not letting anything stop you, but just how it was hard for like you played the whole game with a torn pec, and they told you you had a bruise. And then Ezekiel Elliott had a crazy game. I, you know, we still could have won that game. But what was crazy to me is that once you came out of the game, like, it was such a significance of a drop-off. You know, and obviously Tua was playing, but it, it was such a significant drop-off, and it, it made my job a lot harder. And I'm not saying that, you like, and Hayden was like, you made people, like, uh, you kept people off of me, but he did. And he kept people off of me, but not by holding them, but by making plays. And, like, Cam has been doing this since I've been in the league, but it's just now he's getting credit for it. You know, so it's just to me, it's just like all the hard work is finally paying off. And it's just, like, that is the game that, like, we have all these wonderful memories, but that is the game that really, like, man, I, I appreciated you so much more because like, I seen what you went through and then how things were without you. You know, so because it's it's really hard to appreciate people when they're there. Like you can appreciate them and you can thank them and you like thank them for everything and and uh, like support them and stuff like that. But when you when you see somebody is not there, you can see the impact that they can really make on you. And and like that that game kind of made a huge impact on me. So I'll I'll say two things. One, you guys didn't miss me that much. You guys went to the AFC Championship. <laughs> 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 so, so let's get that straight. No, I understand. Um, we can't stop the run, though. Right. But I'll say this. Um, the next following year, I think that might have been one of our best teams. Yeah, no, like, 100%. Um, what we were doing on defense, and obviously the injury to you set us back because nobody was ready to lose you. Like, Ryan, you were killing it. Like, we all knew, knew you were – playing the best football you, you had ever played. You know, this is when TJ had just moved to the left side, right? Or yeah, the right side. The right – he was on the right side. And so, me and TJ were still going. And then – So, you, you know, mean like – oh, you're talking about our defense on the left side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and so, yeah, TJ had just moved to the left side. And so, I think that year you you still had Bud. You had Javon Hargrave, Stephon Tuitt. And then on offense, I think, you know – we were at the peak of the killer bees. Like yeah. you had Ben, you had AB, you had um, Martavius Juju. Marta- oh, you had Martavius, you had Marcus oh, Wheaton, Le'Veon. Like I think you had De- D'Angelo uh, Williams as well. Yep. Like yeah. man, who was our who was our tight end though? Spade? Heath Miller, isn't it Heath no, Miller? No, Heath Miller. No, it wasn't Heath. It wasn't. Heath. Was it was it, I think it was. It was Spaeth. Spaeth was there. I don't think Spaeth was there. Was he there still? No, it wasn't Spaeth. Um, That's crazy. I don't remember. I think David Paulson. No, oh, it wow. wasn't David Paulson. Might have been. No, it was not David Paulson. No, it was Jesse James. It was Jesse oh, James. Jesse. Yeah. It's Jesse James for yeah. sure. He's he only twenty-three years old. Year two for Jesse James. Oh yep. wow. Yeah, and I just thought, like, you know, Ryan was such an integral part that, like, like we – there was a gaping hole once he was gone. And, like, you know, Vince – it was Ryan and Vince always together. And, you know, that's – like, Ryan and Vince might have been, like, one of the best duos because, like, they could play off each other. They could talk about anything. They were able to know where each guy was supposed to be every single play. Um, you know, they were kind of similar to how – Ryan Clark and um, sure. Troy Palmolo were because, you know, with Ryan, Ryan is instincts, like some of the best instincts I've ever seen. Sometimes you'll be mad at Ryan because it'll take <laughs> some instincts, but them instincts will make some crazy plays like, you know, and that's what Troy was about, too. And, you know, to do that, you got to have someone who's going to make you right and make sure you can take those chances. And I think both of those guys always did that. Um, but, you know, have, not having you out there definitely made the game a lot harder. <laughs> no, yeah, they kind of felt like a thunder and lightning because Ryan's the fastest linebacker I've ever seen in the NFL. Shake and bake. I mean, yeah, they true. were and, – and Vince would come down and lay the wood, man. Yeah. So it, those were very fun teams to watch. Um, and, Ryan, you may, have, you may have said this in when training camp, but what is your welcome to the NFL moment? Uh, so my welcome to the NFL moment 
was uh, my first game when we <laughs> we went against Joe Thomas uh, in the Browns. So basically, we like there was it was like a regular run. I had a decent game. I had like seven tackles, but like there was one play when like they did like a zone play and he like climbed up to us and like. Like, so normally I would be able to, like, you know, like, swipe people's hands off or whatever. Like, he grabbed me, and it was like, like, if they didn't blow the whistle, he would still be grabbing me right now. It's like, I, I was not getting, I was not getting loose from him. And I was like, man, this dude is so strong. And so it, it, him and then Yonder, they were, like, some of the strongest offensive linemen that I've ever been, uh, been against. And, you know, like, we, you know, our offensive line was really good, like David Castro, but it was just we played against him so much, I kind of knew their weaknesses. But with Yonder and, and um, Joe Thomas, it it really was like, man, these guys are so strong, but they're so agile, too, for their size. And in college, you'll go against good guys, but, like, probably both of those guys are possibly going to go to the Hall of Fame. Joe, Joe Thomas is going to the Hall of Fame, but, you know, I don't know about Yonder. What, what do you think about that one, Cam? But I, I think both of them are some of the best guys I've ever went against. Before I get there, all I'm going to say is, like, you talk about, tack- like, me keeping tackles and guards over you, and then you bring that up, like, that doesn't do a good job of, like, saying I did a good job of keeping no, them off you. No, no, so, hey, no, bro, but it was a zone play. It was, like, an outside zone play. It was, like, a, like, you could, it was, like, more, like, like, Bud wasn't there. It was, like, you know, JJ uh-huh. and Worlds. It was, it was, our, like, my rookie year, I'm not going to say that we weren't a, a bad defense, but we, our defense was not where it needed to be my rookie year. <laughs> yeah, our, our rookie okay. year, it was, yeah, like, it was, it was, there were times that, we had teammates, not Cam, not named Cam, and two it wasn't playing at the time, that were getting triple scooped. So it, it no, it, only me and Cam knows who I'm talking about. So get, getting yeah, triple scooped talk, is not a, about guys getting triple scooped. And then what now is the new thing scoop? is what is that? It means you get to get scooped. Does mean you get cut off from your gap? So if you get triple scooped, that means three guys pass you. you got <laughs> so now, now guys like to say they're going to open their own ice cream shot and call it scoops. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but if, if yeah. the thing about it is, if somebody gets scooped, one person gets scooped, that means that old lineman is right in my face right now. Like it's they're here. So if it's imagine three people pass him, so that means it's two linemen in my face. And then it's a running back running through here. It's like <laughs> I'm like, all right, yeah. But it was that was my first game, my rookie year. It was obviously everybody was like we were we had to you know everybody wasn't doing what we needed to do it was like our team had we had a lot of work to do so (laughs) no i'll say this about like ryan's nfl moment it was in camp and him and stefan to it were roommates and it was i think we had a walkthrough and ryan and (laughs) to it slept in and and to it tells the story that, that like ryan wasn't waking up he wasn't waking up and, like, someone messed with an alarm clock. And so everybody's down at the field, and all we see is Tuit and Ryan just walking. Not not a run, but just <laughs> – and they were like, oh, they're definitely about to get fired. And so then they both start blaming each other for what they're both like. <laughs> no, so the thing is with me is, like, I'm, I kind of learned this. From, this is not a good person to learn from. I learned this from A.B. and, and uh, Lawrence. <laughs> oh, gosh. Right? So it's like if you're late – you're already late. It's just like, why am I running if I'm late? It's like, I'm already in trouble. So that's, that, that, but I'm not like that anymore, but that's what I was thinking then. And it was like, I was like, I was already late. I was like, if I run here, I, I still have to go change. I still have to do all this stuff. So it was like, like I'm any rookies listening to the podcast. Don't do it. Don't do what Ryan says. Play like Ryan did, <laughs> but don't do what Ryan just said. <laughs> If I'm late, I'm already late. Absolutely <laughs> not. What a terrible advice that is. Like, I I said, that was, that was Ricky me. That was, with you, Ryan. That was, no, that was Ricky me. I, that's not me anymore. That's not me anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awful. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, we were doing some research on you, Ryan, and I actually saw a clip of you shirtless before a game in Buffalo. You're originally from Florida. You can admit now you were cold that day, and that was a dumb idea, correct? No, so so the shirt idea, it, 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 there's a root to this, this whole thing. So There is. So basically, I was sick that day. I was very sick. I was super sick, like... Like, I, I probably, I, I didn't have the flu, but I was almost as close as to having a flu as you can probably get. I had, like, a, a very bad virus. So I was sick. And, I, and when I played, defensive guys didn't wear sleeves. Like, not, nobody wore them. And so I was like, I'm, I'm real sick. And I was like, hey, man, I was like, I understand we don't wear sleeves, but I'm feeling sick. I need, I just need something to keep me warm. <laughs> and it was like, nah, you can't wear sleeves. I was like, what are you talking about? It was like, we're going to fire you $5,000 per sleeve. And I was like, yeah. what? And I was like, I'm sick. I need, like, if, I was like, if I go out here and die, it's on y'all, right? And so basically, obviously it's not that bad. But so, 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 so I had to warm up. And then they was like, nah, Ryan, like, I don't care what you say. You're not wearing sleeves. So I was like, all right, man, coach, they tripping. Like, so I went to coach and my like, man, they tripping. Like, they saying I can't wear sleeves. I could, like, me personally, I could have definitely wore sleeves. It's like nobody was going to take them off of me. But it's just, I, I don't know why I, I was an idiot. You know what I'm saying? So I'm basically talking to my teammates about this. So basically, I went to them because obviously I was one of the leaders of the team. And, you know, so I was like, I'm going to talk to my team about it. So I was like, hey, I'm not wearing sleeves. And, I mean, I'm going to wear sleeves. And then Coach T was like, yeah, whatever they say, you know, I'm rocking with it. So if you can't find you can't find You know, so I was like, this is bullshit, basically. So... <laughs> So, so I was like, so I was like, all right, if y'all don't want me to wear sleeves, I'm about to go out here and it's, it was like 10 degree weather and I'm just going to warm up with no shirt off. So I'm, if I'm going to die and get sick, I'm as well just get, get used to it right now. So basically I went out there, warmed up, came back out. We played the game. Then after the game, it was like, man, you was tripping, man. It was cold as hell out there. You out there with no shirt on. <laughs> and so then I was like, like, we just played a whole game, and y'all, that's the first thing you come talking to me about? So then I was like, all right, I'm kind of in your head. You've been, like, we literally played a whole football game. So you had to think about this throughout the game. Like, man, it was super cold out there, and Shazier is out there with no shirt on. He definitely want to play. I, I don't, like, I, some guys don't want to play when it's that cold. So I started thinking, I was like, if guys are thinking about this after the game, you know, I kind of got a, a little edge on them. Like, I got to look, like, because think about it, like, the difference between Cam and then, you know, another uh, another D lineman is just 1%. You know, like, when you're in the NFL, it's just 1% or 2%. You know, so, like, all of us are great players. Like, everybody that's in the NFL are great. And they can start, not not for another NFL team, but they can start somewhere. You know, and they're the, they're the top 100 in the world in their job, in the whole world. You know, so, to me, I was saying, you know, if you're thinking about this and I get 1% or 2% over you, you know, that's an advantage to me. So I started just going out there with no shirt on because I knew that other people would be like, man, he's tripping. And, then, like, to me, they like, man, I don't want to – like, I don't feel like playing. And I'm going against this, you know, this lunatic over here who definitely wanted to play more than me because, you know, this weather doesn't face him. So it was kind of that type of thing. I was cold as hell out there, though. I, I, I definitely hate the cold <laughs> weather, though. Like, it's still super cold. <laughs> no, but that was the whole mental aspect of it, though. 5000 per sleeve sounds like an HR violation. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's no it, such it, thing it as HR It sounds like that's not legal, Cam. I, and I'm sure you were behind that. No, it wasn't Cam. Uh, it wasn't Cam. I, I was part of it. Yeah, he was I definitely part of it, though. Into that. Uh, I remember Debo. Was it was definitely James, the, the, the one that, uh, yeah. he's like, I'm going to rip the sleeves off of you. Like, yeah. Never. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like I look at it now, I'm a 30-year-old man now. I'm like, you weren't going to touch me. Like, you know, but, like, being 20, I was, like, 20. 324 at the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to these guys, whatever. And, and then, you know, I started doing it every every game after that. And then the coldest game was when we played Miami, though. That game was freezing. 
when we played Miami and I had no shirt on, it was like negative 18. It was like super cold. And then it ended up going on like national television and everything. And then like the week after that, Buffalo, uh, New York Giants tried to do it too. And I was like, so it was like, I did. And I was like, now people are like kind of jumping on the trend, you know? So I was like, all right, cool. You might, I might as well keep doing it. Started a trend, man. Very nice. Um, all right. Tell us about your podcast, man. Don't call to come back. So I have Don't Call It a Comeback. So Don't Call It a Comeback is talking about basically sports and pop culture that talk about comeback stories. So basically when, you know, Game of Thrones, the House of the Dragons came back out, we talked about a comeback story. Uh, we talk about some of the greatest comebacks, like, for instance, um, the, the men's national soccer team, they didn't make it to the World Cup in 2018. So basically we talked about, are they going to make a comeback? Are they going to make a good showing this year? Um, we talked about the uh, Phillies making it to the World Series, you know, when them starting off 22 and 29, making it all the way to the World Series with Bryce Harper being hurt pretty much the whole season and making a comeback. So we talk about comeback stories when it comes to pop culture, but also when it comes to sports as well. So uh, any type of comeback is uh, is through Wondery on Amazon. And it's, it's, uh, but it's a great comeback. Uh, it's a great <laughs> comeback story. It's a great podcast uh, with me and Dave Demachek. No, I love it. And, you know, it's funny you bring up comebacks, but give give our viewers and everybody a look into what's going on with your foundation because I think that's the real comeback you got going on. Yeah, so I have the Ryan Shazier Fund. So the Ryan Shazier Fund is about individuals that suffer spinal cord injury. So when I was dealing with a spinal cord injury, I was extremely blessed when it came to having the NFL having my back, the Steelers having my back, my teammates, my family, the city of Pittsburgh. But the average person that has a spinal cord injury, they don't have all that. They have their family. Some of them don't even have a supportive family. Then they have their, depend on the insurance company. Sometimes the insurance doesn't cover all their rehab sessions. And they don't have some of the resources to just help them through life. So I started a Ryan Shazier Fund to provide funds and to provide, to provide independence and help uh, individuals reach independence and everybody's independence is a little bit differently. If something happens to you or something happens to Cam, we all need different treatments. We all need different things that we feel that help us become independent. And we try to help them when it comes to that. And then we also have uh, 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 other programs for like the family and caregivers. When somebody's going through an injury, somebody's going through an illness, majority of the people is asking, Hey, how are, how is Ryan doing? But they never ask how is Michelle doing? So we wanted to make sure we take care of those families and then we have peer to peer and then we have events as well to just try to uh, build a community for individuals with spinal cord injuries. And you can always take part. Uh, this past year, we got to do a special uh, gridiron dinner with me and Ryan. So if you can, you know, you can win a dinner. Uh, we, we've done it. The Last year was our first year, but we will be doing it again. And, you know, we love everybody taking part in that as well. Yeah, so, grid iron. yeah tell us more about that. I saw on Ryan's Twitter y'all asking weird questions to each other. Tell us more about the gridiron dinner. So that, that was yeah. after, but the dinner is more us telling more of these stories we get to share and uh, we get to host it in the stadium, uh, which is a really cool thing. Um, and our wives get to take part and kind of just make fun of everything we talk about. <laughs> so, you know, it's a good time and uh, we had some really special guests that got to take part last year. Yes, it's, it's a great event that supports both of our foundations. And, mm -hmm. and you know, it allows uh, a fan and their family or friends to, to join us on, on, a, on a dinner. So it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great time. Um, we have a, a five course meal. So it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really good time. And they can even make it very vegan and gluten-free. You know, Ryan's got a bunch of allergies. Like, everywhere we used to go when we were traveling, Ryan had to order French fries because he couldn't eat <laughs> the type of seafood or he had a nut allergy. There was always something. So we always had to have a pile of French fries for Ryan to make sure he was taken care of. <laughs> and that was more of a preference, you know. But I, <laughs> but I definitely French – French fries are my favorite food, so that's why we always got them. Yeah. So wait, do you have a peanut allergy or not? Because those are pretty serious. Yeah, no. So I, so what's crazy is I grew up my whole life with a peanut allergy. Then I recently found out a uh, tree nut allergy. Then I recently found out that I'm not really allergic to them. I'm sensitive to them. So mm -hmm. I recently had almonds. I know that's not a tree nut, but I recently had almonds. And I had pecans the other day, but I, I don't feel comfortable. Like at our dinner, I had pistachios. 
Um, when we had our din- at our dinner, um, and nothing happened, so I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> so, and then, like, this is the same night he's like telling me, like, "Hey, man, I just had some seafood from." Him. I'm like, "Ryan, you all right, bro? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> like, because like he he really had like a, a, a shellfish allergy, yeah, and that was always very intense. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, he's telling me, "Yeah, I, I'm trying like salmon and stuff." I'm like, "You good over here? Like, what's going? On? What's going yeah. on?" Yeah, so I don't. Do you I don't, have an EpiPen on me? Yeah, I don't. I don't do it too much, but uh, sometimes we we'll, we will eat seafood or. I could eat uh, a few nuts now and there, uh, you know, uh, pause. But, hey, <laughs> 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 no, but it's just, uh, that, that is basically, uh, uh, I get my diet is, I've grown out of certain things. Well, that's good. I'm glad you grew out of those things and, and also great work with the gridiron dinner and everything else, guys. But Ryan, we do want to talk about some business off of the field. Uh, heard that you started a trucking business with your dad. Tell us a little bit more what else you do off the field business-wise. Um, so one thing that I do off the field, you know, I like you said, I have the podcast. I try to keep myself pretty busy. Um, I do I have the podcast. I started a, a trucking company that ships cars all over the country. So basically whenever anybody needs their car shipped, you know, it could be from here to Ohio or from here to California. And when I mean here, that's Pittsburgh. Um, but it could be anywhere across the country. We ship cars. And I, I started that with my dad, and it's, it's, it's going pretty well. You know, there's ups and downs in business, and especially with the economy, with things going up and down. But that's one thing that we're doing. And then I also do a bit of uh, broadcasting and hosting. Uh, so uh, I have, you know, a 50 phenol, something called Ryan Shazer 50 phenol. So I, have, I do uh, a hosting, uh, a show that talks about individuals that had injuries as well. So those are some of the things I do off the field. And then I also partnering in an insurance company. So I, I try to keep myself busy. I, 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 yeah, sometimes I'm a little bit too busy, but I try to keep myself busy because football kept me really busy, and I, I try to keep myself as busy as I was when I was playing football. All right. I got a question for both of you, all right? Mm-hmm. What is the best and worst investment idea you've ever been pitched, and is there an investment that you missed out on that would have gone huge? Uh, so I, somebody uh, talked to me about Tunnel before. Tonal. What's tonal? Tonal. What's tonal. Sorry. The, oh, like the, the workout. The workout. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, with LeBron and you know Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Uh, somebody pitched me on that before, and I was like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. And then that was like one of the biggest uh, in-home workout things. Uh, and then one of the worst things uh, somebody pitched me. Ooh. <sighs> I'm trying to think about it. Uh, most of the time, people just ask me to invest in themselves. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean you want me to invest in yourself? Like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hardworking guy. I'm, I'm trying to start a business. I just need you to invest in me. Like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. So, uh, but I'll say Tono is the one that I missed out on. And then to me, the best investments that I've always been part of is more of just uh, – uh, I'm, I'm, I love real estate, so I like to be in real estate. I like buying holes. I like getting cash flow. So that's some of the things that I like to do. Yeah, I would say for me, like the investment side, I think uh, for me, people don't want to come towards me uh, because I give like a scary vibe, a very scary vibe. And like, I look like I'm more inclined to say no than yes. <laughs> so <laughs> for the most part, a lot of people stay away. And, you know, um, I think that's what mo- most rookies got to be very comfortable in saying is no. Um, but I would say over the years, I think there was a time I got a chance to invest in Cameo. And I did. I thought that was like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to be yeah, part same of it. Here. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be saying uh, what is really going to come out of saying happy birthday from random people, but Hey man, it's taken off and yeah. it's, it's, it's a business in itself. Um, and then I would say, uh, yeah, like, like the, you, you hear, I remember the old, uh, 30 for 30, uh, broke. And so like, you were always scared about like investing in like car washes and, you know, restaurants cause, they were always quick to, you know, go bankrupt somehow. Yeah, I feel like that's something that probably happens earlier in your career, right? People try to come up to you more before you guys are seasoned veterans in the investment game, huh? No, yeah. people still come up to you. Well, they- <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is crazy is uh, 
Cam definitely, which is like, because people think Cam, like obviously Cam's a big guy, but people think Cam is like a mean guy, you know. And I think because people portray us on who we are on the field. And I feel like me and Cam are probably some of the, you know, cooler and nicer people in the locker room. If you really just think about people that just relate to people, I think we're both very relatable. We can talk to anybody, any different group of people. Uh, Wow. But I, but everybody, you know, say how we play on the field, they think we're mean guys. So, Plus, I just – I want to be a protector. And so, like, for me, like, if I don't know you, like, I don't want to know you because <laughs> I feel like you're trying to gain something from it. And, like, uh, I'm very particular about protecting my teammates, uh, making sure they're protected, protecting my family. Um, and I'm not just going to go out of my way to see what's out there. Yeah, no, I see it. And, uh, Ryan, I'm actually looking at a picture right now of you and LeBron hanging out on the sideline of Ohio State game. Are you guys boys, and is he ever going to be on your podcast? Yeah, no, nah, we're not really boys. I, I've met him at Ohio State game. Uh, it would be dope to have him on my podcast. Um, but that's one thing that, you know, that uh, Ohio State does that Michigan doesn't. Uh, we get mm. big-time people to come to our games. Mm. So. Well, they're going to get Jawan Howard to show up? Yeah. Guys, Flavor Flav was there last week. Flavor okay. Flav? Are you serious? Flavor Flav was on the sideline last week. Spike Lee Bro. was on the sidelines this year. You guys okay. don't know what you're talking about. We were playing, and one time I saw Steve Urkel, Jaleel White, walk across. I was like, oh, he's Ohio State fan. That's way better than Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav, is, 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 that's, that's, that's not it. Bro. Guys. Aaron Judge has been on the sideline. Tom Brady's been on the sideline. Let's not get into a which side has more famous people on it because I don't know that y'all are going to win that like you think you are. No, we're definitely we we're definitely going to win that. We always no, LeBron you're definitely not James. That. You, you you can't use an alumni. You can't use an alumni. You got to actually use people that's not that didn't go to school there. Spike Lee didn't go to school at Michigan. Neither did Flavor Flav. Aaron Judge didn't go to didn't get, didn't go to Michigan. He was on the sidelines a couple weeks ago. The only reason he was probably at the sidelines is because he played a game in Detroit or something. No, mm. man, because he's a mm. Michigan fan. Because the Maize and mm. Blue is a lot better looking than the Scarlet and Gray. The one, the, you don't even believe that. The one thing I, I know we it. have pictures of you in Ohio State stuff. You look way better than that than this the stuff you're wearing right now. That's not true. No comment. <laughs> I don't believe that. Those are altered photos. I don't believe that. Oh, that's crazy. We'll bring those out for the not just football. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to not just football. Please like rate and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. We will be back next week. See you then. <laughs>